So this bonus muggle cast slash real episode slash whatever else we want to call it. Birthday is, extravaganza. There we go. It is to celebrate muggle cast turning 18 years old. And it means that we are legal first and foremost for all of you out there that were wondering. Are scouting us out. <laughs> you can finally <laughs> slide into our DMs. Yeah, there you go. Uh, we are old enough to vote. We are old enough to get hitched. We're old enough to buy a house, to serve on a jury, to get a tattoo, to gamble, and to go to jail. So, Laura, no more juvie for you. We can be officially wow. locked up. Wow. Yeah. So I can't get that sh- sponged at this point. <laughs> <laughs> No. And I also thought about, you know, since Harry Potter is uh, based in England, what can you do in England once you turn 18 that you can't do in America? You can purchase and consume alcohol. We took advantage of uh, that rule when we traveled over there for um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> for that's, movie releases. That's a different bonus, actually. <laughs> you mean like when I got smashed in the hotel pub the night before the book came out? Do you remember that? Oh, Laura, I don't just remember it. I got a great slash really bad photo of you <laughs> on my original iPhone. You have multiple like, really bad photos of me from that night. Finger down on the table, really trying to make a point about something. You're Me and Jamie were arguing about Afghanistan. <laughs> I still remember <laughs> to this time. Oh, my God. If only we were recording that. <laughs> and you could also buy tobacco products, which we do not endorse. No. No. And also the safe consumption of alcohol we endorse. You know, and one other thing just to mention with Jamie, obviously, you know, being a little bit older, obviously I'm older than him, but the the funny thing was that because of how the month and date are written on IDs in the UK, he could actually buy alcohol in the US earlier (laughs) than he could in the UK. Again, not endorsing that in any way, shape, or form. I think you have it a little wrong because he he's born in early December. So when an American reads that on his ID, it looks like seven twelve. Let's say when he was Correct. born on twelve seven. So right. he could buy. He was twenty one. Correct. Allegedly here earlier than July he really was. Twelve. Does that make then, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Sorry, I said yes. He could obviously buy alcohol at eighteen in the UK, but it allowed him to buy alcohol earlier in the US than he otherwise would if the person reading his ID recognized that he was from the UK. Right. Anyway, just a month uh, after our birthday on September 7th, 2005, not only our birthday, our birth, essentially, (laughs) um, Steve Jobs was doing an Apple keynote and touched on the iTunes Harry Potter library of content. And we have some video. Uh, It's very cool to hear Steve talking about us, essentially. Yeah, and uh, Eric actually downloaded this video from Apple and then reposted it on his YouTube channel. So good thing you did that, Eric, just in case they don't have these available. And obviously, it makes it a lot easier for us. Apple had like a partnership with Harry Potter. They were they were putting the Harry Potter audiobooks in the iTunes store and it was a big deal because it was like digital versions of the audiobooks for the first time. I believe this was back in 2005. And so there was a bit of a Harry Potter theme going on throughout the keynote and Steve Jobs was showing off iTunes and then this moment occurs. Uh you know what though? There's even podcasts about Harry Potter. And here's some of them. You know, it's it's amazing. So you, so he doesn't say MuggleCast, but they bring up a screenshot of iTunes and the podcast section, and they have Harry Potter episodes listed, and there's MuggleCast right at the top. MuggleCast episode four, MuggleCast episode five, PotterCast MuggleCast special episode, and it was sorted by artists, <laughs> and my name was first, Andrew Sims. I forgot oh, about that. Oh, man. We yeah. have Andrew to thank for So we were right billing. at the top. We have my parents to thank for naming me Andrew. Oh, well, yeah, that's true, too. That's true. <laughs> and not Zach. <laughs> oh, that would have been awful. So the the whole experience, imagine how big that screen was for that Apple keynote. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, and they were those episodes were downloaded to an Apple computer. And I, I knowing nerdy me, I may have been watching that live at the time. And I was probably, you probably like, were. you definitely <gasps> were. 
probably passed out. In the in the Discord, Justin brings up a really interesting point. So Steve listened to episodes one to three. Yeah. Yeah. He, he endorsed it, I bet. So he probably had to listen. <laughs> well, no, the coolest thing was that that really was that uh, iTunes feature where you can do you can enter one search query but see all your results categorized by podcast, song, movie. Because iTunes was doing like videos to like that really was such a great feature, which lasted, I think, as long as iTunes did. So that's really neat. Right. Yeah, it it's amazing to think that we've been around for this long. And, you know, podcasts were such a new thing at that time. And I know we've told the story, right? It was somebody in one of the forums that threw out the idea of doing a Harry Potter podcast. And then, Andrew, you followed through on doing the actual work. Uh, to create the podcast. Right. I was excited about the idea because I had actually been listening to uh, a tech podcast. I've told this story many times, so I won't rehash it. But Leo Laporte, who we met at Podcast Movement a few years ago, I was listening to him. You have a framed photo of in your office, by the way. I saw that. You did frame it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Actually, I think, yeah. Well, I dropped enough hints and somebody finally framed it for me. I was like, wouldn't that be nice if... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> as a, like a birthday gift type nobody of sends Christmas frames gift. to the MuggleCast po box we're covered we're good <laughs> peace and love uh actually i'll take any framed photo those are expensive to get done yeah <laughs> but um yeah so i i got excited about that idea and yeah the show really took off because of course we launched it on MuggleNet, and i think there really was a desire for that type of medium amongst harry potter fans because it felt like really new and kind of underground technology at the time and people visiting MuggleNet just loved the idea of hearing other people talk about harry potter because you just didn't at least i didn't you didn't see it in school like you didn't have other harry potter friends to talk with in school i, I think that was the case for a lot of people people who were into harry potter were kind of seen as the outcast or oh that's too nerdy you shouldn't talk about that that's not cool and so we were a place for people to geek out over Harry Potter. Yeah. It, it, it really like when I look back on um, what made the show successful, obviously Steve Jobs is boost uh, having MuggleNet to, I mean, I, we peaked a month in guys. We're still trying to recapture that. Right. <laughs> um, but, but no, I, like the fact that we were the same age as a lot of the people that were finding the show and the audience really made us feel like peers um, and we felt like peers to the audience for, I know, a lot of that, but then also just how intimate a format podcasting is as a medium. Um, but we're in your ear holes and it's very, I don't think any of us were prepared exactly for like what that experience kind of felt like, uh, to many people. No, I mean, people kind of got to watch us grow up too. Um, and that's not something that everybody can say. I mean, there are, uh, there's significant evidence for all of us going through our teen years, our 20s, uh, that exists in perpetuity on the internet. <laughs> you know, not most people don't have something like that. Um, but I like to think that we we all aged pretty well. And I think we have a really gracious audience that grew with us. So well, let's go back to August of 2005. Uh, pulled a couple of items here that are, are interesting to reflect upon. So the top song in August of 2005, We Belong Together by Mariah Carey. <laughs> if we took a look at the New York Times bestseller list, obviously Half-Blood Half Prince um, was very popular at the time, but other books on that list included The Da Vinci Code, by Dan Brown, No Country <laughs> oh, for Old Men by Cormac McCarthy, obviously turned into a movie, a very successful movie, not too long after. Uh, the World is Flat by Thomas Friedman. Uh, we probably can still agree with that. Um, and Freakonomics by Stephen D. Levitt and Stephen J. Dubner. Um, very popular book at the time. Uh, top movies at the box office, The Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> the remake, by the way, uh, and then Wedding Crashers. Oh yeah, we're we're not quite so old as the original Dukes of Hazard, uh, but for any listeners who are, good for you. And um, 
Wedding Crashers. Yeah, I, I actually, this was the year that I worked at a movie theater uh, starting in December of 2005. So right when MuggleCast was first starting uh, until December of 2006. So I think I'm recalling like Aeon Flux, Over the Hedge, uh, a couple other movies that are just like gone and, you know, you might not think about uh, very often. The Narnia movie came out then too. So. Yeah, that's right. What was your role at the movie theater? I am glad you asked. It was kind of multiple. Either you'd be cleaning the theater as an usher, you could be the ticket taker. It actually rotated, sometimes working a concession. At the very end of my job there, uh, at the end of the year, I had been trained on projection. So that was mm. cool. That is cool. Yeah, I could totally see you as the ticket taker. That was a good That'll gig. be theater eight on your right. Enjoy your motion picture. Yes, that was my favorite thing. And it actually was the one position at the theater where you could read a little book. I read most of Stephen King books uh, that I have read to this day at Ooh. actually waiting between showtimes because they generally made it so that all the movies would, I think, start or end around the same time. Um, but yeah, right before I, le- uh, right before I was trained on project or right at the, after they had trained me on project and I was like, sorry guys, I have to move to New Zealand. And then I left. I seem to remember cause Eric, that was around the same time that I was working at Target in high school. And I seem to remember you and I had, I think some of the more difficult schedules to work around because it service industry jobs, we worked weird hours, yeah, they still work that way. Like, because requesting off was always a nightmare. And mm-hmm. like, you, you'd be given like a swing shift, which was like 2.30 to 11 or something. Oh, God, those are the worst. And it was just like, when are you going to podcast between like, and have school when on the weekends you're 2.30 to 11? It just didn't, yeah, it, it wasn't very great. Mm-mm. The top show at the time on TV, American Idol, uh, which was only a couple years old. I was going to say season yeah. three. <laughs> this is American Idol. Seacrest. Out. Uh, So, Andrew, I know you were able to go ahead and pull some headlines from the day we were born, August 7th, 2005. Well, not just the headlines. You can get a copy. And uh, Eric mentioned this maybe before we were recording, but you can get copies of like the front page of the New York Times from a specific day. Some people do it as like gifts for the day a child is born, stuff like that. So I went and found the one for August 7th, 2005. And like I said on the main show, time, flat circle. Here's some of the headlines on the front page of the New York Times, Sunday, August 7th, 2005. Avian flu vaccine called effective in human testing. Oh, my God. (laughs) All seven men alive as Russian submarine is raised. (laughs) What? Well, that script got flipped. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, another one just to call out here. For many, the shuttle's return brings back doubt and anxiety. So some space shuttle went up into the uh, up, you know, into space. Um, And some of the other ones are not worth reading. But I just found it funny. There was one about a vaccine and one about a submarine being raised out of the ocean. (laughs) When obviously vaccines and submarines have been very prominent in the news over the last uh, not just few weeks, but few years as well. So, yeah, there's something else I want to talk about since we talked about like, you know, national headlines. You mean MuggleCast coming out wasn't a New York Times headline on the first day of its existence. (laughs) Um, But MuggleCast has been in the news and, and official publications throughout. Uh, we've actually, you know, been pretty proud to win some awards, the podcast awards and general, generally be an esteemed, you know, award winning podcast that's gotten, I know Andrew, you've been covered a few times for your work and, you know, it's just been really fun journey. Yeah. My favorite publication that we've been called out in is this book called Career Building Through Podcasting. By Rosen Publishing. This came out in like 2006. It's got, it was, this particular copy was in a library. You can see the uh, library code down here. I was going to say, did you steal it? No, no, no. I got (laughs) this on eBay because this was a book like intended for kids in schools. And so, you know, back when it was like, oh, podcasting the future, this is amazing. 
And uh, we actually got called out in this book. And the reason I knew about this is because every once in a while, we've gotten an email from a listener being like, hey, I was reading this book for a school and you guys are mentioned in it. And um, yeah, they they named me and Ben. They spelled Ben's last name wrong. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's it's I just, you know, we got enough emails about this where one day I was just like, you know what, let me just buy this. And um, I found it on eBay. So I grabbed a copy. We were also used as an example in like a Harvard uh, doc or something about like how to cite podcasts. They use MuggleCast as an example of how to cite a podcast. That's right. Yeah, I love stuff like that. We get emails about about that. that. That's really cool. You know, what's so funny about this. I remember and I think I've told this story before, but back when we first started the show, um. There were these like other adults, like their kids were friends with us and my parents were talking to them and my parents were kind of bragging about MuggleCast. And the father of this like other couple um, was a little bit of, um, how do I put it? A self-aggrandizing jackass. And he goes, oh, podcasting, that's not going to go anywhere. And I'm like, look at me now. (laughs) 18 years later. Yeah. Here, look, I'm in a chapter header right here. <laughs> look at that. There he That's is. Amazing. <laughs> Podcasting is a good, it's a good shot. That's a good shot. That was for a newspaper. Um, I was yeah, going to well, say that was from a new, because I remember your dad got interviewed in that article, right? Like It was a local newspaper. It was my mom. It was my mom. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, Andrew, you and I have published work alongside Ivana Lynch in this book, Dear Mr. Potter. Yeah. Um, We both wrote letters to Harry sort of thanking him. This came out in 2011. It's a really uh, arty kind of, there's a lot of like photos and stuff and it's heavy paper. And uh, it was just great throughout the years as a result of our, you know, working on either the site or the podcast to be part of these large undertakings with fan creators and fans just doing something to give back. So some of these books, it's just always great to see yourself and and kind of feel proud of all we've done. Mm-hmm. Should scan this page and maybe post it on social. It's kind of funny. You should. Their podcast is so popular that GoDaddy.com offered them a partnership in which they make $15 for every new member their podcast brings to GoDaddy. This is not a huge income, but it will earn them some spending money, and it is a very impressive marketing project that's sure to attract the attention of college admissions officers and future employers. (laughs) But you just said podcasting is a career. Oh, yeah. No, it's a nice stepping stone for a real job. <laughs> of course, some some of us were published in books before we did MuggleCast. That's right. And I'm waiting for Andrew to turn and look at the screen. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I'm looking at the <laughs> screenshot that Kyle posted. This was yeah, on Meg's one. bookshelf in Maryland. <laughs> oh, I was so excited when they published my letter. I still have like the, we're going to publish your letter in this book. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to be famous. <laughs> It's called Harry Potter. You're the best by Sharon Moore. Just uh, a couple of other things. Uh, I know we had talked about this during our episode recording. Um, thanks to Chloe for digging this up. But the price of eggs back in 2005, $1.22 on average. These days, you just, I don't know, buy a chicken. It's probably a better. <laughs> Today, it's $2.22. Yeah. So it went from one twenty-two to two twenty-two. If you're lucky, if you're depending lucky. on where you go. Yeah. Because remember that little spike there a few months ago where it was like $7 for a carton oh, of eggs? Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't even get me started on like any of the stuff you need for like newborns and things. Yeah. 320 for a gallon of milk, which seems expensive. That was regardless. probably, that was probably uh, like a, a high at that time for that. But now it's 435. So even that's going up a dollar. Eggs have gone up a dollar. Gallons of milk have gone up a dollar. Gas has almost doubled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. $2 back in 2005. And I remember that being bad for the time. Yeah. Everybody yeah. was like, the economy was dying because gas was $2 a gallon. And now it's like, here we are sitting pretty. A lot of places, it's like upwards of $4, depending on where you are. So, So I thought... For this next part of the show, we could do a little bit of reflection. We've done a, some of that already, but 
I wanted to start off by asking, you know, what does it mean to each of us to work on a project like this for so long? You know, 18 years is in some cases more than half of our lives or just about half of our lives. And, you know, we've therefore known each other uh, for really, really long. Um, and I know we've established, um, you know, amazing relationships and friendships. And it's wild to think about the fact that we've done this for either half or more than half uh, of our respective lives. What always boggles my mind about the show is it's the longest thing I've ever done. Like nothing has taken up more of my life in the best way than MuggleCast. Like the only thing I've done longer is like breathe and eat and sleep. <laughs> you know, right? the essentials. Same. <laughs> Absolutely same. It's wonderful that we've been able to continue. And, and of course, you know, there was that time we were a little wishy-washy on the future. I mean, we needed a break. I think that was it with with the fandom seemingly winding down. But I think now it's really established itself as uh, Harry Potter, I mean, is something that has established itself as something that's going to be around forever. Like it's it's another Star Wars in that it just doesn't go away. And the fans are still as passionate as ever. Like you see some fandoms die off like as much as I love Twilight and the Hunger Games fandoms like those burnt out pretty quickly. Whereas Harry Potter's still active and like there's some trouble afoot in the fandom, <laughs> you know, a new spinoff franchise that didn't go well, a uh, problematic author. Um, but the fans endure the stories, the meanings we get from them all endure. And that's why MuggleCast continues today. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I, the greatest thing has been maintaining uh, our friendships uh, and growing as people and still coming together over this every week is un just unbelievable that we've been able to do that. Um, I think we've got a really core group. We've got great people listening and supporting. It's still fun. That's the thing. It's still fun. And, and, and as we grow into adults, the one thing that I think we all can fail to make time for is fun. Uh, and I'm so glad that we have this weekly dose of this enjoyment that we get out of doing it. And it's work, but it still manages, I think, to be more fun than work. Um, and chatting with you all is as nostalgic as I'm sure listening to us is. Um, but it's, it's, it's been a blast. I would just add, you know, I think it's pretty obvious, but honestly, I think you three are some of my longest friendships that I've, I've had, you know, there's obviously a couple of other folks that are around the same vintage of friendship as y'all, but I also met them through Harry Potter and through the fandom. So that's the connection for me to some of my closest lifelong friendships. And that I think is the core of what makes it so special. Um, the other thing is, you know, Eric, you raised the point. I think, you know, Andrew and Micah, you touched on it too, but the idea of this being a consistent presence in life and this being like the thing that we've all done the longest of everything. Uh, I've never worked a job that lasted as long as this has. And I stepped away from podcasting for a few years there in the middle. But even you when I... Us. You I know, us. I know, but I came back. Finally, I'm like Ron. Yeah. I'm like Ron. I came back and that's what matters. <laughs> Finally, our, um, our persistent true. daily yeah. text to Laura, please come back. We can't do it without you. Over four <laughs> years or five years, finally. It was just, we were hanging out. We were all hanging out in a bar and it was the first time that I had gotten to hang out with a couple of y'all in person in quite some time and we were having such a good time that Eric was, it was funny because Eric was just like, Hey, you know, we're looking for a new host. We would love to have a woman on the show. Yeah. Three dudes just doesn't <laughs> no, come yeah. out. I mean, I think, <laughs> well, Meg made the joke, uh, which is like, who's your favorite post? She's like, what if I had said Selena, you know, <laughs> let's get Selena back, you know, cause we had many good, like interim hosts that just they weren't you know the OG hosts they you know it's like we always really tried to put out you know a good show this is a credit to 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 all of us and like 
but but yeah having Laura back really completed and really felt like it was um you know the right the right fit I will say that night at the bar with Laura in Chicago was fun until we started fighting about Afghanistan and that's when things took a yeah, turn. Yeah, Laura has some really controversial views on Afghanistan. Yeah. yeah, I was still arguing about Afghanistan like 15 years later. And then I texted Jamie. I was like, can you believe <laughs> she's still on this kick? All of that is to say with this being such a constant, whether I was on the show or not on the show, it provides a sense of like routine that I think is really helpful. When I think about some of the more difficult chapters of life um, that, you know, we've all been through. But when I reflect on those situations for me, podcasting and having this show and this routine to look forward to every week is something that provides immense comfort and just gives you something to look forward to gives you something that you know you have to you have to be there for you have to do the work you have to be on because you don't want to show up and just kind of drag the panel down because you're feeling low or or whatever else might be going on in life so this show has not only i think been positive in terms of getting me comfortable with public speaking and um having fun with my friends, but it has also been a source of great comfort for me over the years. I I wholeheartedly agree. I love the routine aspect of it. And there's just an energy, especially when at least, you know, I know I joked earlier about how it was the listeners who really planned the latest episode, but there's just something that is energizing about putting together a discussion you know, every couple of weeks and collaborating with friends on it and talking about it the way that we do and all the different inside jokes that we have. And um, there's definitely, there's something special about it. And I think I, I only say this because it's kind of fresh from having just visited Andrew, but it kind of ties into what you were all just talking about when you three were together in Chicago and and i think the same applies for like eric when i've visited chicago and seen you or laura when you were here in new york and we would get together with kevin like there's just something that's very comfortable about it um and it's very easy when we all get together it's it there's just something that's there that's kind of an intangible um that we're just able to enjoy each other's company um, and I think that's one of the great things about doing the show um, each and every week. Yeah. So. We have a lot of miles together. We do. Yeah. I think easy is a good way to describe like the on air recording. You know, we, we're all coming prepared. It's work to to put the episodes together. It can be fun. Um, it's certainly not the worst work, <laughs> um, but it is work. No. And, and- but yeah, once we all get together, sit down, like it's always fun and fun and easy. And and the last thing I'll just add on this topic, because I actually spoke a bit about this um, during a thing we did at work recently. I th- One of the things that I'm most proud of with this show is just the fact that it's a legacy, you know, and, and I think back to the comments that um, Robbie Coltrane made, was it the beginning of this year? when with the anniversary you know this show is going to be around you know in an archived way long after we're all gone and and i think the fact that we've been able to up until this point create 600 plus episodes for people to listen to and you know we know the impact that it has right we're going to hear from people who who have you know listened to the show whether it's been a year whether it's been 18 years and I, you know, to me, like that's a really special thing that we can leave that. As long as we continue paying the hosting bills, it'll be online forever. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I just realized that we'll be online even longer if we plug the uh, seven or 800 hours of content into AI and we can keep doing this show indefinitely. There you, you go. Know? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that actually kind of is a possibility someday. <laughs> We could also upload all the episodes to a place where they probably would be hosted forever, like archive.org. Aren't they on there? 
Some to a are, certain extent. Not all. I think a couple hundred. Yeah, yeah, because it's free hosting. <laughs> Episodes are on YouTube, actually. They'll, they'll be up there forever. We're not paying for that. So as long as YouTube's around, the show will be around <laughs> without us paying. We kind of touched on the next question, which was how has the podcast helped us personally or professionally? I think it sounds like for all of us, public speaking, it certainly made a huge difference. Confidence building, I think, too, um, knowing that we come on here each week and we try and be the authoritative voice on things, but we're by no means that. Um, I think people look to us that way, but I don't feel that way. But I think certainly for me, you know, it, it helped me find my voice a little bit. And, and it sounds like it's the same for others. 100%. Yeah. I will say I use the podcast, um, both podcasts that, that I'm on, on my resume. Um, so I use being a podcast host and producer on my resume and talk about the experience managing content for as long as I, as we all have and working with advertisers managing guest appearances, things like that. So if y'all are not using the podcast on your resume, you definitely should. Because as soon as I started doing that, I feel like it unlocked some possibilities for me when employers can see this person has 10 plus years of managing this really unique project ever since they were at teenager or since they were in their early 20s like it's a good thing so just fyi for y'all and for anyone listening if you work on a project doesn't have to be podcasting but if you're working on a passion project for that long it should be on your resume a hundred percent i do the same thing and and i will say it it makes certain conversations a lot easier right it's a Icebreaker. It's an icebreaker, right? Yeah. Somebody sees, oh, and and much like you, Laura, like for me on LinkedIn, I literally was on a call yesterday, and somebody brought up the podcast, and this is a work call, um, and and so it just somehow, some way, it makes the conversation a lot easier, um, and just because there are so many Harry Potter fans out there that you know they they like talking about things, and also I think especially. Or to use it like in the work sense, it humanizes you a bit. Yeah, I've I've found it to be very very beneficial in that way. It's a unique thing that it's fun to talk about that that pops out on your resume. It's not every day you're looking at a resume and you hear that somebody's been doing a successful podcast for a really long time. You just don't see that every day. Yeah, especially in a market that you know we are the most educated generation thus far, at least in American history. And when you're looking at people's resumes, most people have some kind of degree. And not to say that that's not worth anything, because it is, but when the market is oversaturated with that kind of thing and is oversaturated with even just a very specific standard type of experience, having something on there that jumps out and kind of separates you from the crowd is really helpful. And we were seen uh, for many years and still are as subject matter experts on Harry Potter. How wild is that? How wild is that? <laughs> I know. But, but, but look at it this way. Who else has talked for 800 hours uh, on the subject in a recorded format <laughs> uh, that's been planned in advance? You know, so... When you look at it, I guess we kind of are. We would never choose, you know, choose it, but but it's been really nice representing a book series that I think offers genuinely good things to people. Um, it's been so nice to speak. I, a few of us have been like on BBC Radio, and it's not it's not about Laura specifically that the opportunities <laughs> that we put on our resume, even though that's really cool. But for me, just the idea of being on, you know, as as an expert, as somebody that they sought out. Uh, to ask, even if it's just a five minute segment in the morning, you know, BBC, Radio New Zealand, all these other very little, tiny little publications, like we're going to an expert now and that's us. We're just children. Come on. You know, I know. <laughs> and like not even forgetting that we got to go to premieres again as young adults. As credentialed media. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like we were press. <laughs> Which is just wild. Yeah, that was super cool. 
this feels like a, a cliche type of question to ask, but favorite moment or guest on the show over the years? I'm sure we all have a lot of them, but anything that really sticks out in particular? Can I just be more abstract and say my favorite episodes have always been the breaking news coverage that we've done yeah. over the years, mm-hmm. like trailers. Um, I still remember like we would do now we're live streaming every episode. But back in like 2006, 2007, through the remainder of the Harry Potter movies, we would do live streams only occasionally. And I think it was really only when we were like doing live news coverage. But whether or not it was live streamed, it was just so much fun jumping on a call like minutes, hours after a trailer was released, a book cover was released, you know, and just like yeah. geeking out about what we saw. It's energizing, right? It's yeah, it's energizing. I've always been a news junkie, so I get I get a high off of it as well, like you're saying, energizing. So, I've always really loved doing those episodes. Even looking back a couple months ago when Micah, Chloe, and I hopped on an Instagram Live real quick to talk about the breaking news about the Harry Potter TV show that was officially in development. <laughs> like, that was very exciting to do, too. So, and the episode that we ended up recording after about it. So, it's, um, yeah, it's always the news stuff for me that I find very exciting. That's very rewarding. The things for me, especially as, like, we've done later episodes of MuggleCast, the ones that make you see the series in a new way. Uh, so I, I go back to like, you know, when we really examine the gadgets or, or how the magic works, uh, you know, from a physics perspective, these are, these are all amazing things that were able to happen because we grew up kind of, uh, the perspective that, that shifts is always really exciting and, you know, getting to ask finally the questions that I just ignored as a kid, like our Fred and George really different. These are all episodes that we've done that are like, oh yeah, they were. And there was, you know, some, some, some intention there. And it's just chatting with my closest Harry Potter friends about these things, uh, in a, in a prepared lecture sort of format is just always very exciting and fun. I agree. I, I think about favorite moment not as specifically one moment in time, but kind of as swaths of time. And I have two favorite swaths of time on this show. Um, The first one is the summer of 2007. We've talked pretty extensively about that, but that was a huge summer. It was the lead up to the release of Deathly Hallows. It was when the Order of the Phoenix film premiered. We also had um, a conference, a Harry Potter convention. I think it was Prophecy 2007 in Toronto. So there was just a lot going on that summer. We were globe trotting. We were going to premieres and book releases and staying up all night reading and doing like live reactions to the book and the movie, live podcasts, both in the US and the UK. So we just had a lot going on at that time. And it was so exciting. It was so invigorating. My other favorite swath of time is actually the time that we're in right now. I feel like over the last two to three years, the show has, I think, solidified in terms of the depth of our analysis. I think that we've really taken chapter by chapter to the next level And part of that is due to our experience and having done this for so long. The other part is growing up and gaining perspective and being able to learn more from these books because of where we are in life. We're, you know, we are full on adults at this point. And I think that the show has like leveled up and like grown up in a way over the last few years that I really appreciate. For me, I think it's it's the episodes that we really just dove deep into analysis. And we've done a lot more of those over mm-hmm. the course of these last couple of years. I think, Eric, as you were saying, looking at it from an adult perspective and talking about things that we just wouldn't have even considered when we first started the show. And that's what's been really fun for me. It's what energizes me. We've had some great guests over the years, too. Uh, I always think back, Eric, to our interview with David Heyman on episode 200. Uh, was just 
so much fun to be able to interview the producer of the Harry Potter hear about film hear about series. How it started. How the how the why why there are film adaptations that you know are as good as they are between Heyman and Ivana Lynch wearing our original Mugglecast shirt because she just listened to the show at that time. It's like wow, like the reach of yeah. the show is gone as high as we could have imagined. David Heyman, by the way, just real quick, the real deal when it comes to good projects. You know, he was a producer on Barbie, cool. and he yeah produced Paddington, which people love. Yeah. He's just really a really talented guy. Honestly, Gravity. the biggest the biggest blight on his record or blot is uh, the Fantastic Beasts series. <laughs> you already knew you already knew the joke I was going to make before I yeah. finished it. And yeah, I, I would say also one of the things I think we've done a good job of, hopefully, in these last couple of years, is is bringing on subject matter experts, bringing on people who are a part of this community, a part of this fandom. And I don't, we didn't do as much of that, you know, in our earlier years. And I think, you know, we've seen how the community has changed and grown and evolved. And we're going to spend time with a lot of those individuals at, at LeakyCon um, and, you know, get to know them a little bit better, I think. So there's that piece of it too. I thought this could be fun. Uh, favorite host that isn't yourself. Wow. I hate it. <laughs> it's no look no all of us all of us are picking laura except laura can't pick herself no can it be anyone in the history or just one of yeah, us yeah, anyone. Oh, okay not we can all pick jamie yeah i mean on it, no no it's it's really close between seriously all of you um but but jamie was always that authentic brit right is like always always he always felt a little bit closer to harry potter just because how he grew up you know where he grew up I always felt a real magical connection in addition to, you know, he's a great person, very funny always, but that British accent just always made me feel like I was legitimately, I don't know. It just made us feel more legitimate, I think. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it captured the British angle that we really needed on the show. And of course he's very funny. And like you said, a good guy. So he's definitely a favorite, but I agree with Eric. Like we, we said earlier, we really enjoy doing the show today. So I think all of y'all are my favorite hosts. Yeah. You know, I think part of it too, y'all, all of y'all are my favorites too, but for very different reasons. I feel like the three of you challenge and balance me in different ways. Um, I, I feel like in terms of analysis and the way that I think and sort of the way that I plan episodes, I think I have the most in common with Micah. I think it's that Ravenclaw connection. But Andrew and Eric both do a really good job. I feel like Andrew's very much a balancing presence for me, um, who's able to kind of point out counter uh, arguments or counterpoints to what I'm bringing up, and he's not afraid to do it, which is one of the things I super appreciate about Andrew as a co-host is that we've been working together for so long that he's not afraid to step in and say, well, hang on, let's wait a second. We haven't thought about X, Y, or Z things. And that I think challenges me to dig a little deeper on the points I'm trying to bring up. And then Eric brings up concepts or connections that I haven't even thought of. Um, So Eric does a really good job of kind of opening my eyes to different interpretations that weren't even on my radar. So in different ways, I feel like the three of you make me better at being a host. So that's why all three of you are my favorite. That's really well wow, said. Wow, what a well thought out answer. Yeah. yeah now I, I saw this question and I hated <laughs> it. So I was like, <laughs> so you had to write it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So clearly we don't think like all the time then, Laura, right? No, <laughs> definitely not. You you have a dirtier mind than I do. Oh, a or, thousand percent. Well, maybe not dirtier. You're just more willing to vocalize it. <laughs> more willing to Andrew's see more how, willing to mute it. Yeah, exactly. More <laughs> willing to see what Andrew is going to keep versus cut. <laughs> We, we all have playful areas and we all have, you know, sort of thoughtful areas and they, they do all balance each other very well. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Uh, so I thought we could wrap this up. Um, we're going to hear from some of our listeners, but just 
anything we want to say about our listeners, whether you know they've been with us a month or or ten years, you know, for me, I'll just say, and this ties into what we were talking about earlier. You know, showing up every week. I think we hear whether it's on social media, whether it's through emails or voicemails, you know, just what the show means to so many people. We obviously talked about what it means to us, but you know, I think I know I like, if I'm having a bad day, there are times where I can go and just read emails from some of our listeners, knowing the impact that the show has on them um, and what it means to them Uh, and hearing from people from all walks of life, from all over the world, um, which still like boggles my mind that somebody can be walking down the street, um, you know, in Egypt or India or Australia and be listening to us and take the time to send us a note, whether it's just to say they love listening to the show or to correct us on something or just to voice their thoughts on one of our episodes. It's just, I think it's, it, I know it's why I do the show is, is because of the people who listen. It's a community, right? That's the thing. It's not just a show. It's a community. And to be quite frank, we all love each other and we love doing this, but a really big part of this equation is having an audience, right? And having a community to go back and forth with. And if we didn't have that, we wouldn't have a show. Yeah. So y'all are a big part of this. Yeah. Similarly, like I love reading through the reviews that people post on Apple Podcasts because you can actually write a review there. Um, you know, we get some negative feedback, but that's fine. It's it's mostly positive and it's great to read what people think of the show in an honest way. So I love that. I love the discord. We have our regulars. We have new people, different people popping in from time to time. It's always fun to read that real time feedback. But yeah, we truly we truly couldn't do it without the listeners. They definitely inspire us um, to keep going. And the impact, I think what keeps us inspired is we know we're making an impact on their lives. Like, again, there's there's been trouble afoot in the fandom, but we know the impact that the Harry Potter stories and this podcast make on people. You know, it brightens their day. It gives them something to think about besides what's going on in their real lives. Like, the show is really an important resource for people. And we love being that resource for people. And only other thing I'll add is that seeing our, the, the, you know, the effects of our podcast on people in person, because we've always done this podcast individually in our own rooms, states away from one another. The idea that anyone would come up to us in the physical realm and say they've been hearing what we've been making is absolutely still bonkers. And let alone, you know, these people who are telling us, um, you know, what it's really meant and 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 all of that. So I'm giddy about the prospect of being able to see our listeners in person next uh, week, even at LeakyCon, uh, because it is really something something wild uh, that that the internet that uh, you know brings us all together can affect the physical space in that way. It used to be like the early days. It was so weird meeting somebody from the internet for the first time but now it's just like oh this is so normal yeah it's like whatever it's just it's just how you do it these days (laughs) it's like it's like taking the same bus and in fact if you met somebody who takes the same bus as you that's weirder than if you met them on like a forum online yeah it's kind of interesting how that's inverted all right so it's time now to hear from our listeners Uh, thanks to everybody who sent in voice memos let's hear them now my favorite MuggleCast memory comes from 2007. I was nine years old and I was obsessed with Harry Potter. Um, all year, there was nothing I wanted more than for that book to come out and read it. We had a long road trip that summer and we just got an iPod, our first one in the family. And my father was getting into podcasts and he Googled Harry Potter podcasts. We had a long road trip that spring and he found MuggleCast was the first one that came up, I think. And he downloaded a bunch of MuggleCast for me to listen to on this road trip when I got my turn with the iPod. And it became quickly one of my favorite things to listen to MuggleCast. I would listen to them when I fell asleep. I would listen to you guys in car rides when I was working. And when the seventh book came out, the first thing I did after I finished the book 
was listen to episode 101 streaming spoilers. And still to this very day, every time I reread the books, which I do every couple of years, I listened to episode 100 between book six and seven. And then when I finished book seven, when I finished the epilogue, I immediately listened to streaming spoilers. I will never forget that day when I finished that book and then listened to my favorite podcast immediately afterwards because I had to know what you guys thought about it. Throughout all of these years, MuggleCast has always been with me and it is as much a part of Harry Potter to me as those books are. Um, I grew up with MuggleCast just like I grew up with the books and to me, the two things are inextricably linked and my love of Harry Potter and the series will always be tied to my love of your show. So thank you. Oh, that was so nice. That was so beautiful. Thank you, Ian. And thanks to his dad for downloading the podcast. I know. Thanks, Ian's dad. Yeah. (laughs) Shout out. No, that's cool. And that is exactly what I was getting at earlier. Like, this is why we still do the podcast. Hey, Muggle Cast. This is Morgan May from Minnesota. Lots of M's there. Uh, Just calling in to say, a huge happy birthday and share one of my favorite memories from the show, which is back in 2011 when Deathly Hollows Part 2 came out. Uh, I was 14 at the time and I had been listening for a few years at that point, but hadn't listened when Deathly Hollows was coming out. So I'd not heard Andrew's famous Don't Let It Be July cover. And I remember you played it on the show right before Deathly Hollows Part 2 came out as kind of an homage to the book song and an end to sort of the the real Harry Potter era. And I remember as silly and dumb as that song <laughs> sometimes is, it's still something I think about a lot as a passage of time and really things moving on to a new era of Harry Potter. And I remember specifically, I was up north at a cabin uh, with my family listening to that episode like the week before Deathly Hallows came out. And it just sort of struck me how big of a deal this was and the moment of the movie coming out. So that's something I think about a lot still and one of my favorite memories of the show. Again, happy, happy birthday and thanks for all the great years of listening. Excited for more to come. It was silly and dumb. Yes. And we love it for that reason. <laughs> we like being silly we and play dumb it, but here. I think there would be copyright issues probably, right? I don't I don't know if we have a copy. I looked for it recently. I couldn't find it. So um it's probably for the best. But I mean we could pull it from the old episode, of course. I don't want to listen to it. Though, or you could do a recreation right now. Don't let it be July. That's that's all I'll do. No, I'm pr- <laughs> I'm proud of it. I mean, but yeah, I don't I don't want to listen to it. <laughs> okay. Happy birthday, MuggleCast. This is Stephanie from Rhode Island. One of my favorite memories is when MuggleCast hosted Harry Potter trivia during quarantine. Quarantine was really hard for a lot of people, including myself. But I always look forward when you guys would host a trivia night. It was awesome. An escape from reality for a few hours that was so enjoyable. And I didn't feel alone during those quarantine days. I would always start out very strong and then quickly nosedive by the end. Talking in the chat, answering the questions, and getting to experience all of it with so many others was so much fun. Thank you for all of the hard work that you all put into hosting those events. I cannot believe you guys are 18 years old. You can vote now. I hope you all have a fabulous day on your day of birth, and I can't wait to hear more episodes. Bye. Yeah, podcasts were uniquely suited, um, were well-positioned to be a success during the pandemic because we most are recorded at home like ours so yeah yeah and i have to say i felt the same way about quizich you know i think at the time it wasn't like most of us were really going anywhere so <laughs> it, generally speaking nobody had plans on yeah. those weekend nights when we did quizich so it was really nice to have that to look forward to and I can definitely relate on the the nose diving sentiment there. See, we all had the benefit of being the quiz masters, so we didn't have to play. Uh, but I promise you, if we had had to play, we would not have come in the top oh. 100. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with that. So, um, and Stephanie, who obviously has been a longstanding supporter over on Patreon. So but I, I agree with Quizage. We should we should maybe plan another one in the yeah, not too no, distant future. We haven't done one in a while. A shout out to anybody who's missing it. Uh, all the videos of our Quizage lives are on our YouTube and there's a playlist. And I think we've done eight or nine of them at this time uh, with different actors. Chris Rankin's on like tons of people helps with those. They're all just a ton of fun. 
including a MuggleCast themed one. Did we do that last year for our birthday? Yeah, yeah, we did. I think we did. Yeah. Happy birthday, MuggleCast. This is Kelsey, and I was calling with my favorite MuggleCast memory, which just so happens to be from the one-year anniversary of MuggleCast back in 2006. And it was the story of how Jamie discovered the epic song of Every Time We Touch by Cascada. And I don't know, but that story just has stuck with me for all of these years. And, you know, I was 14 when that episode originally came out. And now I am looking forward to dancing to that song at my wedding this weekend. So I just oh can't say enough about how much MuggleCast has meant to my life. Um, and here's to another 18 years. Happy birthday. Oh, well, Kelsey, congrats on the wedding. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. You know, it's funny, um, the anniversary of Lumos, where Jamie was obsessed with uh, Every Time We Touch, I just remember him blasting that in the hotel at Lumos. And I have a picture somewhere. I, I'm looking through my photos now. I don't see him just like jumping up and down on the couch. I got a photo of him like midair and he's just like rocking out to the song. My God, he played. He was listening to that nonstop. I feel like there should be a trigger warning for us for that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I heard way too much of that. Wasn't that also the same trip where he went through a short phase of being obsessed with that proud to be an American song? Oh, probably. Oh, oh, he was crying (laughs) watching the Bellagio Fountain performance of that. Crying. Oh, man. Crying. I mean, it is is pretty cringy. Oh, you know... If you live outside of uh, America, you see America as the shining star on a hill. (laughs) And then you come here and you're like, what the heck? (laughs) Not Jamie, though. He came to the Vegas strip and he was like, it's everything I dreamed. Oh, my God. God. Okay. Hey, MuggleCast. This is a Chicago listener. I've only been around for uh, half a year or so and can't pick a favorite memory. But 18 years of a podcast is incredible. I love the show. Keep it going strong in years ahead. And happy birthday to MuggleCast. Oh, thank you. Well, and welcome. welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Hope to see you next week at LeakyCon. Happy birthday, MuggleCast. This is one of your oldest fans here, Margo. I remember finding out about the podcast because I used to check Harry Potter websites, including MuggleNet, every single day. And I was so excited when I saw that MuggleCast was going to be a thing. I used to download it every single week and listen to it on my green iPod mini while I clean my room. I was 14 then, and I'm 32 now. I have absolutely loved listening to you guys this whole entire time. Absolutely loving the reread from an adult point of view. You've had absolutely wonderful guests on. Thank you for doing what you do, and keep it up. Thank you, Margo. You've been with us a long time. Yeah. This next one, we don't have a name on. Happy birthday. I am a recent fan of the podcast, and I have to say it has really reignited my love of all things Harry Potter. I am old enough to say that I read all the books when they came out originally, and It has been a long time since I have thought about some other theories in depth. Loving all the podcasts, loving the chapter by chapter, been going back through a few years and listening to the very interesting theories. And uh, it has been truly a joy listening to the podcast and uh, happy to be a fan and discovered you guys. So keep on up with the great work. Loving the information, and it really helps all us adult Harry Potter nerds uh, think about things on a more intellectual level. So, thank you so much. Take care. Thank, thank you. you, mystery caller. <laughs> yeah, Micah has this labeled as mystery. Well, th- here's the thing that's just a good reminder. You always say your name on the voice memo or the voicemail. Voice memo is different in the sense that usually it comes via email, so I can at least figure that part out but if you call the muggle cast hotline it just shows your number so it's hard to 
figure out from your phone number what your name is. Yeah. Unless you just want to be yeah. anonymous, then Yeah, that's you could fine. want to be anonymous. You should, you should give your uh, quizage name as the, the provided name and the, <laughs> then we'll know. There you go. <laughs> hey, MuggleCast, Lori here. I just wanted to share one of my favorite memories of MuggleCast in all the years that I've been listening. When I used to be a prop designer and organizer at my various jobs, you guys were always in my ears because I had to listen to something when I was organizing and keeping things organized and you know, organizing props, lights, costs, costumes, and down. And I remember when I worked at Summer's Duck, I listened to the first 100 episodes of your podcast like five different times. Those are probably my favorite episodes. I love the theorizing. I love my favorite episode of yours is probably the episode you released right after Deathly Hollows came out. But, oh, my God, it's just so much fun listening to you guys and being a part of this community for so many years. I wish you guys so many more years. Thank you guys for being in my ears when I need you guys the most, whether it's commuting to my job, adventuring around the world. I really appreciate it. Stay safe, friends. Bye. We are happy to be your commuting and traveling partner. Thanks, Laura. Hi, MuggleCast. It's Elizabeth Kay. Happy 18th birthday. I don't have as many MuggleCast memories as longtime listeners will, because I just really discovered the podcast last year. But honestly, that discovery is my favorite MuggleCast memory, because I found my people. I knew about the show from having read Melissa and Ellie's book, Harry, A History, when I was younger, but I didn't realize MuggleCast was still going until I discovered the show last year, just as you restarted chapter by chapter. For me... Someone for whom the books have always been the core part of my love for Harry Potter, it felt like a sign. And this past year has been a blast listening to old and new episodes, playing Quizich, learning more about your personalities on the show, and honestly, just hearing from people who love and love to analyze these books as much as I do. You guys make my Tuesday mornings so much fun, and I'm so grateful you're still going strong. Happy 18th, and thanks for everything. Oh, that Aww. was sweet. Thanks, Elizabeth. Yeah. Thank you. That was so sweet. Yeah, we do hear that from time to time. I didn't know you guys were still going. We we want to do some more advertising on social, like for people who liked our Facebook page, like in 2006, because Facebook starts hiding posts. You got to pay Facebook yeah. to get any traction. So we're going to do a post that's just like, hey, hey, we're still here. Hello. Hello. We're still active. Come on back. Happy 18th birthday, MuggleCast. This is Julianne, and I wanted to share a favorite memory I have of the podcast. I found you all about five and a half years ago when my youngest son was born, and I was in a pretty bad spot of postpartum depression. And whenever I was feeling really low, I would turn on a new or past episode to try to catch up on the hundreds that I'd missed. And I would laugh with you all and fall into the world of our favorite characters together. And it really helped me through a dark time. So thank you all for being there and happy birthday. Oh, I'm thank glad you. we were able to help. Yeah. Glad the show was able to help. Hey, y'all. My name's Luke. I'm 11 and I've been listening for about a year now since one fateful car trip. Uh, I love the show and you guys need to keep doing what you're doing. Some of my favorite MuggleCast memories are either when you guys did the episode on how Deathly Hallows could have played out differently or when you guys did the episode on uh distinguishing the differences between fred and george i love that episode because you guys really put the work in and examine the text and you guys just need to keep up what you're doing and i love it thanks for listening to my voicemail if you do get this and keep up the good work bye this luke this 11 year old has said we really put the work in and examine the text and he's happy proud of us he's thankful thanks. this is wonderful thanks, we're bud. thankful for you thanks, man. Luke. seriously yeah Thanks for That's being so with cool. us. And hey, once uh, you know you get further into school, hopefully this kind of inspires you in terms of like yeah. how to analyze books that you're asked to read. And yeah. um, that Fred and George episode was a lot of fun too. The differences between uh, it really was them, how you can find differences. Yeah, that was an eye opening one for sure. So those are the voicemails we're going to play on air. Thanks everybody again who called in, took the time, came up with some really, really sweet, meaningful messages. We listened to them all off air. Uh, we've also been getting some emails uh, with meaningful messages. We're reading all of those. We've got the tissues on standby. Some of them bring some tears to our eyes. Um, just really meaningful, nice stuff. And again, you know, I, I don't love quoting Huba Stank, but the reason is you. The reason is you. This is why we do the podcast. 
just listen to the song. It's a good song, but Hoobast- eh, anyway. I didn't have Hoobastank on my bit, like getting a shout out on my bingo card. Uh, that's very surprising. <laughs> Take, talk about taking you back. Wasn't that song about that old as well, as old as we are? Yeah. Yeah. That's like some 2005, 2006 stuff right there. It was <laughs> vintage. 2003. Three. Probably yeah. became popular right around when we were starting. Yeah. Vintage, just like us. Not like I'm a music <laughs> expert, but my my new uh, my new challenge on the show is turning into drop one old school song reference per episode. Nice. <laughs> Hannah Montana, Hoobastank. Next week, I'll work in a Nickelback reference for everybody. Oh, please don't. <laughs> or Green Day. Pick something else. <laughs> Green yeah, Day Green for Day. Laura. Yes. Still a big Green Day fan. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening to this bonus MuggleCast, a uh, mega bonus mega. MuggleCast, a full episode in and of itself. Here's to 18 more years. What do we say? Yeah, I'm down. I'll be 54. <laughs> <laughs> that is one thing to say for sure. <laughs> now we're we're very excited to uh, continue doing the show, and all of you listeners mean everything to us, and you've carried us to where we are now. And um, yeah, just thank you, thank you, thank you. The reason is you. And like I just said, this is a bonus MuggleCast episode. We record and release two bonus MuggleCast episodes every month on our Patreon. So if you're not a patron, check out patreon.com slash MuggleCast today and pledge at the Dumbledore's Army level or higher, and you'll get access to two more bonus MuggleCast installments every month. What's also really cool is you can listen to these bonus episodes in your favorite podcast app, including, coming soon, Spotify. We'll see everybody next time. Bye. Bye, Bye, y'all.